We will continue what we are learning in the holy letters of the Balatanya, letter number 12. What the Shir is in Luschus, Rafur Shalema of Hinda, Bastabarachal. What we are learning and going very deep into the letter that the act of charity is compassion. And the inner dimension, the obsession, the obsession with compassion, that brings down and shows and generates a deep, silent, everlasting, guaranteed tranquility. And we are going very deep into the difference between these two activities. And it is known that the Balatanya brings down in the beginning of Tanya that in the Talmud Yerushalmi it does not say the word tzedakah. Anytime it wants to talk about tzedakah, it says mitzvah. And it's brought down by the Hasidic masters and the Kabbalists that the secret to the whole 613 mitzvahs, the secret to the 613 mitzvahs is that really you may look at these mitzvahs as mitzvahs, but in fact, Mitzvah means tzedakah. In fact, every single mitzvah that you do is a Torah chesed. You are actually bringing down an energy and a meditation. It's an invitation and a revelation of chesed, of a kindness from Hashem, of a light from Hashem. And we say Ramachi Voran Vishasagidov that six hundred and thirteen mitzvahs are keneged, they are against, they mirror the six hundred and thirteen limbs that make up a man and a woman. And when we go deep into this from a Kabbalistic perspective, every mitzvah that you do Is bringing a godly energy, is bringing an infinite light, it's bringing an energy of peace in the world, an energy that's beyond the dimension of this world, and it's coming deep into this world, and ultimately in the messianic era, when physicality and spirituality will merge, they will become intermingled, intertwined. When we will see it the way we see everything physical. When we will see the spirit that animates all physicality. Not in the metaphor of looking at a screen today where you see a mineral that comes to life. But where the whole entire world, where everything physical will be able to translucify. Tr- will show you in a translucent form the spirit that animates it. At that time, we will see all the enormous energy that was accomplished through Torah and Mitzvahs in this world. And in that point, we will see 
that every mitzvah that you do is really a compassion on your own soul. It's a compassion on this world because you're generating an energy from God into this world. And on that level, one can see the enormous significance of compassion. You see when you're sleeping, your eyes are still alive. But when you wake up, your eyes open up, your eyelids open, and the vision, the gift of sight is to be seen. But there's a fundamental difference between your eyes, the way you sleep, which means the eyelids are shut and the eyes are asleep. The energy that's in the eye is nostalgic. It has gone back into unconsciousness. And then when you wake up, when you wake up and you open your eyes and you wipe your eyes and you open up your eyes and get the gift of vision back. And even then you're still sleeping. And then you go out into the world and you see. And even then, it's not the ultimate sense of seeing. Especially if you're seeing to satisfy your own pleasure of sight. And then you could start to see the purpose of what you're planning on doing that day. Whether it's a physical purpose, your job, your schooling. To see with your mind and then to see with your eye and to connect them too. Which means to see the big picture. To be focused, attentive. Attentive with your eyes, your physical eyes. Attentive to what you're about to do. Whether it's learning, praying, studying university. Or actually doing your job. Whether you're an owner or the worker. To actually see with your mind and see with your eye. And to see them unify with each other. And even that is not the ultimate scene because there's a deeper scene which is to see the big picture of life in this moment now. To be able to see beyond your little job, beyond your little idea of what you want to accomplish. To be able to see that in the big picture. To see all the days of your life. What do they mean up until now? What are they going to mean from now? And what is the future going to look like? And to realize that all, everything that you have right now, everything that you have right now, is all that you have. Which means that you are today, your whole history, all your traumas, all your pains, all your goodness, everything that happened to you till now is who you are right now. So where is your history? Your history is right here in the now. And however you're going to act right at this moment, exactly what you're going to do right now if a poor person comes to you. If you're looking at your child, you're looking at your spouse. If you're going to be animalistic, if you're going to be reactive, if you're going to be worldly, which means that you are going to be, you are natural. Or if you're going to be godlike, if you're going to transcend your human nature, be selfless as opposed to selfish, be understanding as opposed to judgmental. If you're going to transcend 
You're natural. At this moment right now, if you do that this moment right now, if you tap into that this moment right now, then you'll be like that forever. To understand the enormous significance, what he says in this letter about Kadosh and Bekorah. What does it mean? That every morning in the morning when you wake up, everything is brand new. To put away all of the old, to put away everything from the past. Because to realize your whole past is right now. There's no past. Everything in the past is who you are today. And there's no changing the past. There's only changing today. And if you change today, you instantly change the whole past. The past has significance. The past has meaning. The past comes to life. And then to realize that your whole future, whatever it looks like, whatever you do right at this moment is your future. You could see this in enormity if you have an addiction, if you have a, a temptation, if you have a proclivity, if you have something that's bothering you the whole time. And you say, I wish I could change it. It's the imagination that there's a psychological future that's going to allow you to change. But if it's if you understand the enormous significance of your life, then the qualitative of the experience that you have right now, it's not my thoughts of Dukkha. It will not be activity of compassion. It will be an obsession with compassion. It will be a qualitative moment. Because even to realize one moment in your life that this moment right now is my moment that I'm being tested. This moment right now. Right? Like if somebody would tell you today you're going to meet Elio and Navi and he's going to test you. How attentive, how awake are you going to be? And the gift of life is that that happens to you all the time. If you open up the Siddur and you will see in the top of the Siddur it says right before Moida'ani that right when you wake up you have to imagine that God is looking at you right now and waiting to see what you're going to do. And to see this enormous energy that happens to a person. An enormous wakefulness. What happens to his mind's eye? What happens to your eye? Your physical eye? And your mind's eye? Your spiritual eye? Your intelligent eye. What happens in that moment that you realize that everything was all for this moment right now? How will you react to your child? How will you hug them? How will you react to your spouse? How will you look at the poor person that passes you by? You're praying in the shul and somebody passes you by. And it's insignificant this moment right now. But if there's an obsession with compassion... If you unleash this obsession in one moment, which is to understand the enormity of your life, there will be never a moment where you'll say, this is the moment that I was born for. That's an illusion that we project on the future. You could only do it this moment right now. And if you don't do it right now, you'll never do it. But if you do it now, you'll do it forever. If you do it now with an obsessive qualitative nature, you'll keep on doing it tomorrow. That's what he's saying over here in this letter, that there's enormous activity in being kind. There's a tremendous sense of energy that a person gets from being kind, from giving tzedakah. And that creates a tremendous peace. But to see the whole purpose of your life in this moment, 
any moment you choose to see the whole purpose of your life in this moment right now, which means to unleash a energy to to release an energy just like when you went to sleep. The energy in your eye went back to sleep together with you. And when you woke up, you started to open up your eye. But imagine to wake up and to be told, right now you make your stand. Right now, your whole purpose of your life is this moment right now. It's all led up to this for now. It's the most wakeful state, the most sobering state. There's a tremendous fright, but it's an attentive awareness, a clarity, a newness, a vitality that's unimaginable, undescribable. And that's to hear, to hear in your mind that this moment right now is so significant. And we always imagine that that time is going to come sometime in the future. Which is the illusion of tomorrow. But what he's saying in this letter is to unleash the obsession with compassion today. Which means to experience that heightened, adrenalistic, sobering, attentive space with a person in front of you. You're going to deal with them much more than the nature of your compassion. Which means an obsessive nature with compassion. Which means when you're obsessed with your business, when you have a real obsession, you never get, the obsession never gets old. It's always brand new. A true obsession. If you ever had one, obsession never gets old. It's brand new. You're always running after that high all the time. Since the purpose of our life is compassion, the purpose of all the mitzvahs, all the Tariyad mitzvahs are given for compassion. Because in the Avar and the Malka, because in the, in the limbs, so to speak, of God, the way that God relates to this world is through ten energies. In those ten energies, all of the mitzvahs that we do are all connected to different organs in those ten energies. But for the most part, we cannot see them. We cannot see those energies until Messianic era. But the Mida of compassion, the Mida of realizing that you were created for the other person to put yourself in someone else's shoes, to be attentive, to be wakeful. That Mida, that is the purpose of your life. And if you do that, then you instantly generate God's attention to you. You instantly generate God's compassion to you. And if you wake up to this idea, if you wake up to this one moment in your life, avoid this at tzedakah, which means the obsession with compassion, which means a never-ending, everlasting, silent tranquility. What does that look like? Why can't we describe it? It's indescribable unless you do it. Nobody can make you wake up to life. Nobody can make you wake up to stop thinking about it tomorrow. Stop obsessing about the past. And realize the only stand you ever make is this moment right now.
understand this idea, the enormous gift that God gave us, the compassion that God has on us, to give us the beauty and the gift of being attentive every moment, which is what he says in this letter. And God blows in with a compassion. He blows in me the sarachmanis into your soul. In every moment, every day, He gives you the life that's completely new. Everything, your whole entire life. You made a mess of your life. You're full of trauma. You have a compassion from God that's so compassionate that you can become obsessed with compassion. And this moment you change your life. The rest of your life. Everything will make sense. When you look back in the past, you'll say it was all worth it to touch compassion for one moment. And the rest of your life will be obsession with compassion. And that means that the reward is the obsession. But the reward is the obsession, but it's never ending and everlasting because God is attentive to you. That means God becomes revealed in your brain. That's what he says in this letter. That when you're going to pray, the awesome amount of godly revelation that you will have. It's indescribable. And if you haven't had it yet, you haven't touched compassion. And don't go around asking people if they had it. Because even if somebody drinks water and you're thirsty, you'll never get full from their thirst. From their water that they drunk. If they've quenched their thirst and you haven't quenched your thirst, you have no idea what mean water is. And somebody quenching their thirst in a desert together with you will never make you full. But in this letter, the Balatanya says that you could tap into this energy where if you cess on compassion, nothing to do with your spiritual space, nothing to do with your spiritual state, nothing to do with your past, nothing to do with your traumas, nothing to do with your ego and your animalistic drives. If you obsess on compassion and make compassion your mission, you'll unleash an energy in your world now. And that now will be never ending and everlasting. But you have to reach the point of an obsession. It has to become an obsessive. An obsession can be instant. It has to be an obsession. Some people have to do something many times till it becomes an obsession. And some people could create an obsession at this moment right now. You created a yearning for something. Most people think, how was the obsession created? Any obsession that you have, you think it was created in one day? Or do you think it took a lot of time? And the answer is both. Some people's obsession is built up after many years of doing something. And some people, the obsession hits them instantly. Where they say, this is my obsession. I only want that. I've touched this one time in my life. How are you going to become obsessed with compassion? How are you going to unleash this never-ending, everlasting tranquility in your soul? Where God says... My compassion, I will rain down on you. And how does, what does that look like? Says the Holy Balatanya in four different letters in the Holy Letters over here, that obsession, when you make obsession of compassion, what does it look like? It looks like you get godly revelation in your brain and in your heart. You become much more compassionate than you ever imagined. You start to see the world through lenses of compassion. And you become wealthy spiritually and physically in every area possible. You make peace and you have tranquility and you search to do that in all the time, all the place, everywhere you meet. 
With your spouse, you see you were built for them, you were made for them. With your children, you see you were built for them and made for them. Meaning, the obsession is the reward. It becomes your obsession. To hold on to the obsession, for it to be never-ending, for it to be brand new. Brand new, never-ending, everlasting, tranquil. Indescribable. But it has to become your obsession in order for you to touch this. At that space, you know the title is true, not because of a muna, but because of experience. Because of true, profound revelation in your brain. At that space, your ego has its place. Everything has its place because there's a complete clarity that the peace in this world is meant for me to connect with you. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever's going on, I am meant to fill the void that I see in front of me. And to be in that space all the time, automatically, naturally, instinctively, obsessively, with clarity. That's the greatest, most magical gift in the world. And in that space, there's no reactivity. In that space, there's no evil. There's no drama. There's a tremendous sense of taste in the messianic air. But in this letter, he says, you must do it today. If you want to usher in this messianic air in your life, you want to usher it into the world. You must change today. 